0: And welcome to a new podcast, Vessels of Honor and Dishonor. My name is Jane, and I am so glad that you can come and attend and be with me on another journey of learning the precepts of God and what He wants from us. Today, I will be talking about Abnon. Abnon, he was the brother of Absalom and Tamar. The only thing that was a little different about him is that he was a stepbrother. Today I want to expound on the words honor and dishonor. Dishonor means when a person is have reprobation about them, a bad name uh, they are the type of people that fail to be respectable and observant. And the word respect means a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something. You are excited by their abilities their qualities, or their achievements. And regard for someone's feelings also means to admire. So we also want to learn the word honor. The word "honor" in Hebrew it means glory for the Lord or praise, all of them. And in English, it is the terms respect, reverence, importance, distinction, which means greatness, quality. You are set apart. You are someone that is set apart. And reverence means deep respect. For the Bible. As the word of God. It is to fear. It means to observe. With submission. So. Amnon. And 2 Samuel 13, 1 through 15 and 13. Amnon had fell in love with Tamar. Tamar was his stepsister from a different mother. Same father. One day, Amnon decided that he was going to go and get some advice from a friend. His friend's name was Jonadad. Jonadad was a very subtle person, which some days today, people are very subtle and clever. And you have to watch them. Some people you cannot come to them because they have subtle, crafty, cleverness, spirits. And you have to watch because they can give you the wrong advice. Just like Jonadab did Ammon. Amon told him all about tomorrow and how he was so lovesick and he, in other words, lovesick means I can't not stand not being around you. I like, I love to be around you. It just makes me feel so good. You know, in that tingly way, I guess, the way where he was feeling because he, he wasn't actually love it was lust because what would make you want to rape your sister that's lust love is the opposite of lust but he was in love with what she did for him anyway moving on yes so John Dad told him well just do it like this and you can just go to her and you know have some food you know make her have some food in her hand like you eat out of her hand and stuff eat out, eat out of her hand and stuff like that and, and you know you can do it like this like some people say oh you can do it like that and you can do it like this and I'm telling you she will love you forever forever and blah, blah, blah. But Amnon got stuck in his way because he thought his the way that he was taken would be a better way to take, but it was the wrong way to take. So he lured Tamar in by making her think that something was wrong when he was sick all along. He was just love sick. That's the only sick that he was with her. He had infatuation for her body. And how she made him feel when she entered the room. It just made him feel like he just wanted to be with her. So Mara, she was a very nice sister. Isn't it nice to have nice sisters? Instead of a mean one always screaming down your throat, <laughs> talking crazy and want to fight you. So I have a nice sister, wow. You know, she was a very she, she was a very respectful young woman, but she had a disrespectful brother. Named Anna. he often would pretend to be sick to get tomorrow, you know, to come to pay attention to him, so he, she can um, feed him meat out of her hand and bread, and boy, he loved that he loved being catered to and he loved watching her it made him I guess made him feel like a king I guess he felt so good that you know he didn't want to let her go he just glancing in her face and looking at her and he just like okay my next move, I'm going to follow in other words I'm taking my buddy's advice yes, I'm going to do what he told me to do so Ammon started to get close to um, tomorrow and so he ended up Raping her. Tomorrow. would never had. Been with a man. She. She was innocent. She was a virgin. And. That tore her. Heart. She was angry. She was frustrated. She was mad. She was disappointed. Because she's saying. You know how family can do family family turn their back on family how could this be you know I trusted him I tried to help him and this is the thanks I get he turns and rapes me oh but he just don't know. I may not be able to fight him, or I may not be able to avenge him, but I got a strong brother. I got a brother who gets angry, and he's going to do something about it after a while. In other words, I'm going to go get my big brother Absalom. So she decides she was going to go and get Absalom. And make Absalom do something about it. So, you wonder why she didn't go to daddy and tell daddy. Why she did not go to mommy and tell mommy. Well, because they probably, because the son's, probably act a certain way around mommy and daddy that convinced them that they would never do such a dirty thing. So he probably already knew. I ain't got to worry because they ain't going to believe her. They would believe me probably over her because they they are our sons and daughters of different mothers. So that's how it is when you got different family in the house. Sometimes one believes one over the other because they're more closer or they have more favor with one than the other. And that's not good. That was not good for their situation because she couldn't even go to her mother or father. She went to her brother and she, because she felt close to Absalom. And she felt that she could trust Absalom and tell him anything. And so Absalom told her, "Don't." In other words, I said, "Keep your mouth closed. Don't say nothing." In other words, don't say nothing to mom or dad. Just keep your mouth closed. And because she looked up to big brother, she didn't do it. Because she probably knew what there would be a great fight in the house if she would have went and did that. It would have been terrible. Probably David would have choked his neck off killed him himself and that would have been another tragedy David did and she probably didn't want that to ever be seen amongst her family so she decided she so okay brother he probably if I tell brother he gonna probably go tell dad to break it down but she didn't have no idea what brother was gonna do so as I was saying, they got close then, and then He decided that he was going to take her virginity from her. So that he did. But you know what? You can the bad will never get away because God is a God of vengeance, Eno. Enocha. He's a God of vengeance. And he will avenge those so what you sow is what you reap so believe me it's coming back around somehow some way and sometimes when it comes it knocks you down so hard if it don't take you out of here it will do some major damage so I'm listen to bad advice and it cost it he listened to his friend, Jonathan. And, and so we just can't listen to friends all the time because some friends are very tricky people because he was very subtle. I mean, he was tricky. He was clever. And he was trying to fool him. You know, give him bad advice and that wasn't good advice. Maybe I would get good advice for him, but it wasn't good advice for so we got to watch those types of folks because you don't know they like trying to mess you up just like he messed up Ammon. Ammon was love sick he was yearning he wanted to really be with her so it was bad and you know when you uh Share information. To the wrong people. They don't always have. The right answers. And. We have to watch. Who we call friends. Because they don't always have the answers. So tomorrow she went. And she wanted to. Get help. You know. From her brother. But. Because he was the older brother, that's the only brother, older brother she had by the same parent, same mother. And um, Ammon, he took advantage of his sister, which was so cold. After she cared for him, she he took advantage. He took advantage of her. You know, but. I noticed in this that Miss Tamar, she was naive. She was a very naive person because any smart girl, you know, would have saw the signs. But evidently she was not taught in the way, and she was, like, off the rock with that. She didn't know what his intentions was. She had no idea. She couldn't see through the paper lens for nothing. And he deceived her. He took advantage of her because he knew that part of she was dumb in that area. And she didn't know anything. And she was evidently, she feared him because she, like I said, she could have went and told parents. But she didn't. So he deceived her. And he couldn't control self. And that's what happens when we can't control hey, ourselves. We let people's advice take us over, and we find ourselves in a predicament we wish we weren't in. It cost Ammon for raping his sister. And she was a virgin which left tomorrow in anger. And anyone knows how it is if we can't tell daddy, but we have to tell our big brothers. You know, it's 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 bad when you cannot talk to your parents about your situations or something that detrimental happens to you, it's terrible. You know, because you depend on Talking to them, but you just know that hell's gonna break out if you do. So she knew that some hell was gonna break out. That's why she went to Big Brother. But Brother Big Brother, he he uh, he waited a long time. He held this in his heart for a long time. it say for two years that he had he had uh, let this this thing bubble up. Inside of him. It festered. Because he waited so long. To do something about it. But he still. Steaded for To do it. And say. So. One day Absalom decided that. He was going to. Have this certain. Party. And um. It's like a little celebration of when they uh, do sheep herding and they would cut the sheep furs off. And it was a, a thing that the kings everybody would get together. And, and funny thing, God did not let David come, his father, for some situation. The other king said, no, um, it's okay, no. So they did not come. But uh, Amnon, he asked, Am, could Amnon come, his brother? And because he had a plan, it was premeditation. It took two years to carry it through, but Barney, ooh, hallelujah, he had carried through. And that's the way it is sometimes premeditation. We premeditate on people to carry out wicked devices and nasty things to do to them in in the spiritual way, in the spiritual realm, because they just said some mess and did something that really tore us over, and people become slanderers and they slander people's names up and down like they drag it like through the piece of mud because they are so frustrated with them. And they sit there and they make plans. They say, okay, next week we're going to see about this. I'm going to handle it. I'm going to take that sister's name and I'm going to drag it all over the church because She don't know who she was messing with. I might be a child of God, but I'm definitely not going to take people trying to uh, act like that with me. And so they drag people's names all over the church and they dog them up pretty bad, hurt them so bad and take their dirty mouth and cut them all up. And then they want to shout and say, oh, they're holy and they're with God. They're not with God. And God is not with that. And that's like premeditated murder because you actually have took your mouth and chopped your sister or brother up. You chopped them. And now they are so down to the ground that they, they can't lift their head to the sky because everybody's looking down on them like they're a piece of trash now. Like they're the scum of the earth. And that's how Tamar, hallelujah, Tamar, she felt that way. She felt like the scum of the earth after she was abused by her brother. Her body was uh, misused and taken from the wrong way. From somebody who she trusted and thought that they loved her for her and not for her body. Hallelujah. So, we know that Absalom and Abnon was step up. It was all set up. So, they decided that they was going to get Abnon, they was going to get him drunk party because that's what they do. They have little drinks. Feeling good. And Abnon, he, you know, Amnon, he got all drunk and stuff and he, he got tired and they said, okay. So Harry told us the plan. You're gonna destroy my brother. We're gonna kill him. Yeah. Because he really did some damage to my sister and I don't like that the Bible talks about a brother is born for adversity so when there's an adversary in the house doesn't matter when there's an adversary on the outside of the skirts of the house a brother's ready <laughs> he ready to fight for you and so in this case Absalom put up his dukes with his scheme and pulled it through with his premeditation to murder his, his brother and get him out of here because of what he did to his sister. His only sister he had from that one mother. So Sometimes you got to release your problems and, and not hold it inside because God doesn't want the sun to go down on our wrap. because if it does go down on our wrath, you know what's going to happen? We're going to explode on something or somebody and that's going to be terrible, terrible outcome. God said, put away anger. Don't hold the anger in your heart because it will bubble up. And as soon as somebody pushes your button, Lord have mercy, you just blow up like a ticking time bomb and you blow up the whole house. Bam! Because it's going to spread that nasty chaos. It's going to spread all over the whole house. All it takes is one. The little leaven, the little leaven, leaven the whole lump. All it takes is a little leaven. The little foxes for the vine. Just a little bit. And bam, you know what happens? The whole house is infected. It's just like you wouldn't spray some rain on some roaches. <laughs> and you got, it was all in the corner. You're trying to aim for that one particular, and you just that one spray, and it got all of them. Bam, they all did. Because the spray is spread when you sprayed it. Even if you was aiming for that one, the mist of the spray fell on all of them. And they all were affected by your actions. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we learned the story about absence anger that he let fester in his heart for years. And he did not release it. So one day he decided that, oh, I finally got a plan together. A premeditation and I'm going to, 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 to make it go forth. Make it go out. Because bro should have never did that. Step bro or not. We grew up in the same house, you know. For years. And then he want to pull some baloney like this. I wonder where he got this baloney from. But not knowing. He probably would have gotten Jonah Dad too. For giving him that advice. But it would have been terrible. So. But when you you sow what you reap. If you, you, you put it out there. You sow, You sow bad seeds. Bad seeds is coming up. I always remember that. So we have to watch our close of kins because we found out the ending of Ammon was deadly for his sins. Absalom decided to get him. He got him drunk at the party. And what happens? So he wanted for Ammon to get drunk and Tight. So Absalom walked around, like I said, for two years with this in his heart about getting revenge on his bro. And uh, not just that, but this is his blood sister. So this is not just somebody <laughs> that was born through another marriage. This was somebody that came out the same womb. So this this had more more significance than it would be if it was somebody else that was just like half. You're my half brother, not my whole. It's a whole different thing. You share the same blood. So, we learned that holding grudges can be shameful because somebody will one day find a way to get revenge on that other party. You know, he never thought that this day was coming. You know, he never thought, Ammon never thought that this day was coming for him. He never had an idea that this was going to happen to him. If he probably had an idea, he would have been ready for it. But he thought that sis was going to keep her mouth shut, evidentially. But sis was smart, she didn't. And sometimes when you're in pain, it's hard to keep your mouth shut. You got to tell somebody. What's going on with their life, or you got to talk to somebody and let it out. Or it will begin to fester and bubble up. And after a while, you may be the one that do some premeditated stuff. So, you got to sometimes let it out. So, that's what happened. The saga begins. His sister, she suffered so much. So it goes back to David, the generational curse thing. It goes back to David, the lust spirit, that generational curse when David had lust after Bathsheba, and he had someone killed, her husband, on the front line of the battle. It put him to the heat of the battle to make it look like he just went out there and now you can be all mine, but you can be my, my baby, because your husband is dead. So he set it up, just like Absalom set it up. Set it up. So there goes the generational curse thing, and then it fell on Amnon, and then this thing. Sometimes it never ends. It never stops. And just like the first murder. We know. And the family. And in the family tree. Chaos. began to live. Hallelujah. And it lived on. And it lived on. That's why. He has a son. you know. He had a son. And we know what happened to David. And that, but that little baby, it died. Because what you sow, hallelujah, glory and honor be to God, you are going to reap. He killed and his baby died. You cannot get away. With premeditated murder. You can't get away. God is saying. What you sow is what you're going to reap. So remember that. So this seed just kept going on and on. And there are things in the spiritual world also. and that I want to talk about also in the spiritual world things are going on there is rape in the church people are forcing people to come to Christ instead of drawing them with love you know God is a gentleman And we know one of the fruits of the spirit is gentleness. God is never forceful. You know what they say? You're going to hell if you don't come to Christ. That is spiritual rape. God don't rape nobody. He said whosoever will, let him come. His arms are open wide. And he's waiting. But he will never snatch you by your hair. Throw you down on the ground. And tell you, you better serve me. Or I'm going to throw you in that lake right now. He never. He never, ever. He always. The Lord said, the Lord that God has drawn thee with love. He's drawing you with love he didn't draw you no no other aspects in mind and that's not good for the church to be that way making people feel like they have to come to Christ or there's no other way out they're doing things in fear I'm afraid sister I'm afraid of going to hell brother I'm afraid I I want to do right can you help me they're afraid and so they're shaking they're shaking and they're shaking and and their voice and their their minds and, and their bodies and they're afraid and they're coming to Christ out of fear because they don't want to go to hell not because they want to know who Christ is And they want a relationship with him. How would you like to have a boyfriend and you're living in fear with him instead of love? I'm only with you because I know if I leave you, you're going to beat me up. Or if you leave me, you might kill me. So I'm only living with you or being have with you because I'm scared. What type of relationship would that be? It wouldn't be a very nice one. Because you're not staying in the relationship for love's sake. You're staying in the relationship of what may come upon you if you leave. And no one should be forced to come to Christ if they're not ready. Because you're not going to stay. It's just like a relationship. You're not going to stay with that person or that someone if it's a forced relationship, if it's a forced thing. You're trying to make yourself love this person. I only love him because he got money. I only love her because she look good. Okay, then it's not going to last long because it's not based on true love. And it's not based on reality, the reason why you're, you're staying with this person it's not true. They're not real. And at, you're going to fall out of the relationship after a while if you came in fear. Because fear is torment. And God is not the God of tormenting. So he wants us to be free. Free in our minds, free in our hearts. Not sitting there shaking, wondering what's going to happen to us in the next moment. No. God wants us to fear, as I said earlier. Uh, as I uh, begin to talk about this, what the fear—the fear of the Lord—is, and honor is to, to honor Him, is to fear Him, to reverence, is to give Him respect, but not to the concept of. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know what type of God you is. I, I think that. You, 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 I don't know if you're you're going to do something to me or you know, you're shaking because somebody said you're going to hell and they said it's so harsh and mean not with kindness and not with gentleness because that's how God drawed us somebody must have told us the truth one day and it hit us but it wasn't to a degree it wasn't there to hurt us or to help us to come But God knows how to reach out to people because he said a broken and contrite spirit I will not despise. God said I will not turn away. So why would God want to beat up something that's already beat? You're already cracked open. You're already busted. So he's going to come and beat you upside your head and make you come to him and you're already busted and disgusted. You're already on the limb, finna, uh, finna uh, fall on the ground. And God is making you feel worse. and down, more down, by telling you you're on your way to hell. That's forceful. And God is not a God, He's a gentleman, because his one of His spirits is gentleness. So, we know what happened about Absalom and uh, how he finally uh, got his brother. So, yes, this premeditated murder in the church. People are slanderers and they are seeking to take people out and down. And God said not so because... He doesn't want us to be cutting up our sisters and brothers with our mouths. And that is, our mouths can be just like a sharp razor. And what a razor do, it will chop you and it will cut you so bad, you will bleed. And it all depends on where, you know, how much blood is coming out of you. Whether you're going to stay alive or you're going to die. So, we know that Absalom tricked his brother into drinking And then what he did, he slandered him. So let's not be slanderers and not hurt our brothers and sisters in the wrong way. So that's what we learned. That God doesn't want us to be uh, like that. Want us to keep things in our hearts that we should not keep in our hearts. And let them bubble up. He wants us to. Watch our house. And make sure. Nobody comes in our house that shouldn't. With spirits. Because what happens they do. And. If we let our kids go to certain places. They can bring back spirits with them. And then cause havoc in our house. So our eyes got to be open. Even when they watch TV. Or anything else that is debilitating. It don't have to. it could be a kin that may come in the house and maybe telling them, you know what? If girl you should you should go and um this is what you should do about that. And this is what I did. And this is how. If you want to lurk him in and get him in like that, all you got to do is this and that. And you don't know what they are whispering or what conversations they have. So you got to check that, you know, to make sure that hey, you ain't coming with no nonsense. If you ain't here talking about the Lord, you don't need to be in this house because this is a house with standards. So we cannot take down our standards, and we have to watch our house from our kids and what they who they affiliate with, and you know, don't care if it's family, kin, friends, whatever. We need to know because. If they ain't standing for God, they don't need to be uh, running with your kids or your kids don't need to be amongst them. Amen. So we learn these people are dishonorable that do these things and God wants a person to give him the glory and him the honor and the praise. That's what it's about and that's how we uh, we we honor God uh, it says honor uh, being an honor you giving God the glory is honorable it's deserving it's high regard it's attention it is worthy of that so that's in Psalms 29 and 2 it talks about worshiping the Lord in a holy array that means clothe yourself with holiness. That's how you worship God. You put on holiness, and that's that's the way to worship God. And children, honoring your parents, that's a part of honor. God loves that vessel. When you put on honoring your parents, say marriage is honorable. When you go get married instead of fornicating and doing sin like that, that is honorable before God. That means he, he gets the glory. From these things. And, um, and then in First Peter. 2.17-19 it reads. It says honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Hallelujah. It says in 18. Servants be subject to your masters. With all fear, not only to the good and gentle, for this is thanksworthy. If a man for conscious towards God endure grief, suffering wrongly. So if we go through and we endure this grief, we endure our grief. And we're suffering wrongfully. That's accepted. That's honorable with God. Praise God. And so I hope that you got something out of this. What God honors and what he dishonors. The vessels that uh, mean something to him. And His vessels that don't mean something to him. And God is saying. Worship the Lord in holy array. That means something to him. Honor him. Glorify him. Regard him. Pay attention to him. That is honorable to God. Hallelujah. So all my reference scriptures. If you would like to read them on your own. It's 1 Peter 2.17-19. through 19, Psalms 29. And to Hebrews 13 and 14. And 2 Samuel 13 chapter. God bless and I hope. Something was said that will help you on this journey and strengthen you towards living for God and what he wants from us. And I give God the honor, the glory, and the praise. I thank him for all he has done and what he's going to do and what he's already done in my life. Looking to go for higher heights and deeper depths with God. Continue to pray for me and my strength in the Lord because I mean to make it and I mean to be with God to make it with him in that beautiful city one day. So I want to do all the things that honor God. Honor God and praise is him and not myself. Because it's God who has done this, not me. In Jesus name, my name is Jane. I have a podcast on Anchor FM and Spotify. If you would like to check it out, the name of it is A Heart for God. And what he wants. Learning God's precepts. And what he wants from us. And if you're interested in maybe a playlist. I have Jay's love for God. Check it out on YouTube. God bless. And have a wonderful night. And I hope that you stay encouraged. And keep your head up. Because there's nothing down. In Jesus name I pray. Bye.